The time is fulfilled. The time is fulfilled. This is the first word that Jesus speaks in the Gospel of Mark. A word about time. Not time as we measure it on the hands of a clock or the glow of a phone screen, but God's time. What some refer to as deep time. What was referred to in the Greek in this text as kairos, fulfilled time. Time that is full with the presence of of God. The clock time we know so well, the seconds and minutes and hours and days and weeks and years, is called in the Greek chronos. And that's where we get the word chronology. It's keeping time, calendar time. It is time that is frankly passing away. This past year, Kim and Chandler and I were engaged in our annual tradition of wrestling the live Christmas tree into its stand in the living room when I had this strange feeling come over me. I wonder if any of you have ever had this feeling about that time of year. A strange feeling that I had just done this. Like yesterday or at least recently, had it been a year? The other day someone asked me about a specific ministry here, and they want to know, when did that ministry start? I said, oh, I'm not sure. I think a couple of years ago. And I went into my files later and discovered it started 10 years ago. I looked at that year in astonishment. How is it possible to turn 10 years into two years in my mind? Those of you on Facebook know that often the first thing you see on your Facebook feed when you open it up is a memory, right? A a photo or a post that you did sometime in the past, inviting you to repost it with some new words. And have you ever had the feeling of looking at that photo and the date on it and thinking, how can that have been that long ago? When did my children turn into adults? It seems like only yesterday they were toddling around. That's Kronos time, you know. I confided these experiences to a friend in Austin a couple of weeks ago, and his response was, you know how everyone always said when you were younger that when you got older, time would move faster? They were right. I said in response to him, that may be true for you, but I'm not that old. (laughs) And he reminded me that I was indeed older than him, and that I was the one who was coming to him, wrestling with the nature of time, and that I was a grandfather and he was not. He's no longer my friend. (laughs) That's chronos time. Clock time. That's the kind of time that's hard to manage, if we're being honest. 
That's why we take time management courses. Because we are aware of its passage, we tend to either pine away for the past or relive the disappointments and the pains and the sufferings of the past. And we tend to worry about the future. If we have enough, if we've planned enough, if we are sufficiently secure against whatever the future may bring, which is unknown and makes it anxious. As a result, it's, it's a rare thing, really, to live, to really live in the present moment, which, when you think about it, is the only real thing there is, this present moment. After John was arrested, that's how Mark notes the time, the chronos time of Jesus' ministry. After John was arrested. John the Baptist, as you know, was yet another Jewish prophet who came preaching about a great future day and he has met the same fate as the prophets before him. The Jews under the fist of the Roman Empire were caught in Kronos time. They looked backward to a glorious past, the kingdom of David, when they were not occupied, when they had vast amounts of land and autonomy. And they looked forward to a day in the future when God's Messiah would come and free them quite literally from Roman oppression and restore them to the land. John was one of many such prophets who came into Jerusalem, who led people out into the wilderness, who placed their hopes in his movement. And now he was yet another figure in the past tense. Do you remember John? Do you remember all of those words he said? Whatever became of him? Oh, he was arrested. Eventually executed. Just like all the rest. Another reminder that the kingdom of Rome was far more powerful than the Israelite kingdoms of the past or any hoped-for kingdom of the future. So Mark notes the clock. He, he tells the time, the chronos clock, after John was arrested. Now we know where we are. Jesus came out to Galilee. And the first words he says are words about time. The time is full. Time is fulfilled. The kingdom of heaven has drawn near. We need to really pay attention here because the here that Jesus is proclaiming, the nearness of Jesus' ministry, is first revealed in Galilee. Backwater Galilee. Galilee was a rural area outside of the corridors of power in Jerusalem and Rome. It was filled with people like Andrew and Simon, fishermen. 
It was the kind of place where people live literally hand to mouth. This proclamation does not come among the elite and the sophisticated, but among the working poor. Here in Galilee, not in the frenzy of the city, but in a land where time slows down, Jesus speaks of a fulfilled time, a kairos time breaking into the chronos of the world. Here is where the first word breaks forth. The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of heaven is near. Near. And then a second word, a word we Presbyterians do not like, for the most part. Repent. You know that this word, of course, means so much more than feeling sorry for your sins. That's how many of us uh, grew up thinking about this word. We saw it on signs that people carried on the streets. We, We heard it from the lips, perhaps, of various preachers who were calling upon us to feel badly for our sins. It's about more than that, than just feeling sorry. It's not a word that calls us to reflect on the past in guilt or to fret about a future salvation in heaven and whether we will or will not be included. But it's a present moment, kairos time kind of word. It means to turn from the way that you are walking and to walk in a different direction. That's what the word literally means. To walk another way. Repent is, in other words, an ongoing way of being in the world when the kingdom draws near. When the kingdom draws near, you stop walking in the direction you were walking in. You turn and you walk a different way. I read someone recently who said, when we pray, as we do every week here, when we pray, thy kingdom come, we are also praying... My kingdom go. When we pray, Thy kingdom come, we are also praying, My kingdom go. When the kingdom of God comes near in the person of Jesus, we can no longer believe in our little kingdoms. We are turned toward the good news, the gospel that is embodied in Jesus and invited to place our trust and our ultimate allegiance there. And so they do. First Simon and Andrew, and then James and John. And look at you all here as well. You have as well. They are confronted with Kairos time in Jesus, and in doing so, Their time is changed such that they leave their nets, they leave their former lives, and they walk in a different way, the way of Jesus. They turn from the direction of their own little kingdoms, their boats, and their nets, and even their families. And they place those things in the perspective of the one they now follow, in whom the kingdom draws near. And we know from the rest of the story that Mark tells that these and the other disciples 
Jesus calls, have no idea what they're getting into. None at all. They do not understand the man who is calling them. They will struggle throughout the rest of this gospel to understand him. The journey they take will confuse and perplex them more than it will enlighten them. And it is a journey to a place they do not know. Nevertheless, in faith, they follow. I think they followed him because they sensed in him. They sensed in him that kingdom about which he spoke. They sensed that somehow it was the nearness of Jesus that made the nearness of the kingdom a reality. They trusted that the rule, power, and kingdom of God was at work in him. And they were willing to bank everything on that. But for them and for us, that kingdom is not self-evident. For them, Kronos' time continued to march on. John was still arrested. And for us, some of us entering this sanctuary are all too aware of Kronos' time. Some of us entering the sanctuary have loved ones who are close to death. Some of us in this space have chronic illnesses of the mind or the body that dog our days or those that we love. Some of us in this sanctuary experience fractured relationships affecting those close to us. All of us in this sanctuary have a government that cannot function due to intractable differences that threaten to split us apart. All of us come into this sanctuary in the midst of a world that still includes places so hellish that that, that putting your family in a boat to cross a treacherous sea to an unknown place is preferable to home. And all of us gather in this sanctuary hearing a daily dose, a daily drumbeat from all directions of cynicism and hopelessness near and far. We, the Church of Jesus Christ, exist in this chronos. We cannot escape it, nor should we want to. Christ calls us into it. But we enter it not as people captured by Kronos time, but as people who have detected another time at work within Kronos. God's time. Kairos time. So what do we do in response to the nearness of the kingdom in Jesus Christ? We sit with those who are dying, claiming the promises of life. We lift the sick into God's light and act as God's agents of healing. We participate in acts of reconciliation in the most fractured of circumstances. We refuse to allow cynicism and hopelessness to define our posture in the world. We counter hate with love, violence with peace. We go to places like Lesbos under no illusions that we're going to fix 
it, but in faith that God is at work there and summoning us to join in that work. We pray constantly, thy kingdom come, my kingdom go. I've been thinking a lot about time lately. How it passes so quickly. It's fragility. It's preciousness. It's giftedness. But I find that in those moments when I can be fully present, there's another time that is as near as my next breath. It abides. It is full of life. It is eternal. A voice calls out from it to follow. And when I do, when we do, our time, all of it, whether it's passing quickly for us or slowly, all of it is redeemed and given meaning and hope. May we as a people, may we as a church, embrace the time, repent, trust in the good news, and follow in faith. Amen.